Hello and welcome to season two of the Wife for Life podcast. I cannot tell y'all how excited I am, how much I've been anticipating this very moment. And there's a special reason why. Because today, for the first time, I have as my guest none other than my handsome boo, Ray McElroy. You guys help me welcome my husband, Ray McElroy, to the set. Yay! <laughs> Yay! Welcome, Ray. I am. You, you're excited. Yeah. I am excited to be here. You know, your producer is a trip. Uh-oh. I meant to tell you to tell you about your producer. Uh-oh. What happened? I've been trying to get on this show <laughs> since inception. You understand? <laughs> I reach out to your producer. I'm sending emails. I'm showing up on set. She like, you have to make an appointment like everybody else. <laughs> is that how she did? You? I was like, I am your husband. I am her husband. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> So I'm excited to be here. Praise the Lord. I'm I'm in the house. I'm in the house. Finally, we got him. Season two. Let's do this. I think he was just busy. That's what I really think the real was. But nonetheless, I am so excited because actually I have asked several husbands for their input regarding the podcast. I've asked them to, hey, listen to two to three episodes and give me your honest feedback. And what I heard, I wanted to answer. And that was simply this. They wanted a male presence. They wanted a male voice. So guess who that is? (laughs) Bam! None other than my boo. So the way I wanted to start this off today, Ray, is really to try to be a blessing to single women. Okay. Right? And to newlyweds, maybe engaged, Mm -hmm. maybe 10 years or more down the line, but to be a blessing to women who are interested in being a wife for life. So let's start with the single women. All right. Y'all ready? You ready? I'm ready. Okay. Game. Game. That's what he says. (laughs) That's right. His corporate talk. He is ready for game day. So this is game day. And my first question for you is, when you think of the term wife for life, mm-hmm. even when you thought about what you wanted in a wife, yeah, and maybe even share a little bit included in that of what you saw in me that made you say, that's going to be my wife for life, all of those things to help the single women. What I saw when you? Yes, but let that be last. Let okay. that be last. Tell me, what do you think about the term wife for life? What does a wife for life look like? And actually, you can melt it all in. Yeah. A big melting pot. Uh, When I think about wife for life, I, you know, I think about this, this, this principle of till death do us part. Mm. Um, I think about um, commitment. Um, You know, one of the things that we learned uh, starting off in the process of, of, of being a husband and a wife, uh, divorce is not an option, right? Right. And so we just throw that out mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. we are in this till literally death do us part. And so that's kind of what I think about when I think about this idea of wife for life. We're, we're jumping in with two feet. We ain't got one foot in, one foot in and one foot out. Right. You no, know, we're, we're in this thing and we're committed to the process. Mm-hmm. Um, I also 
think about this idea of, you know, embracing the fact that it won't always be, uh, uh, you know, a great day. It, there are going to be some challenging moments. There are going to be some, you know, hard times. But we signed up for this. Yeah. Right. And so just embracing that, that idea of what that looks like, because we like I said, we're in this truly till death do us part. And so um, and then, you know, you, of course, you know, uh, when you, you asked me that question, it just it messed me up. It, it, it had me thinking about uh, Jamie Foxx. Remember Jamie Foxx on uh, uh, Dream Girls? Okay. When I first saw you, Aww. I said, oh my, that's a dream. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying <laughs> I was gonna start thinking about that. Stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but, but I tell this to my kids. You know, we are, I'm a mentor through Array of Hope on Earth, our nonprofit organization. And um, one of the things that I always tell my boys, uh, and I make sure that girls know this, is that, you know, when we see the real deal, uh -huh. we, we know it pretty early. And so the, you, there were some characteristics that when I saw you for the first time, it was just kind of like, you know, she looked different, just, just, just a little different. There's something, how you carried yourself, um, you know, you wouldn't like, you know, some of the other girls that I had seen, you know, on campus because right. we met in college. Uh -huh. uh, and so it was very attractive. It was it was a quality, a quiet confidence that Ooh. you exuded. A quiet confidence. Yeah, I yeah, like that term. Yeah. It okay. really was. It was a quiet confidence that just made me had to I got to find out who this is. Uh -huh. Right. And then when I, of course, I got to know you, then I got to kind of understand, oh, OK you know, there is a, there is a, there's a, there's a certainty about her. Um, there is a, um, a, a heart that you have, you know, one of the other things uh. you got me thinking a little bit, uh -oh. um, you know, I know you don't know anybody like this, but there are some young women that can be super superficial. Okay. Okay. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, you so know, don't be superficial. Right. Uh -huh. You know, you know, you know, this is the way I am, how I look. And so I just need to be around kind of that group of people. Uh -huh. One of the things about you that I always appreciated, well, you were never that person. Uh -huh. You know, you, you, you just really cared about people in general and didn't matter uh -huh. what they looked like, where they were from. You gave people an opportunity um, to just be authentically them. And you tried to like love those people yeah. right where they were. And I was just like. That's how I like that about you. So just a, some few things that I saw that I was like, she is, she all right with me. He's trying to tear me up on my <laughs> own show. Y'all see how he's doing me. That's so sweet, baby. You remembered that. That's awesome. Um, I love, and I, I think it's important that we're hearing some of the things you said. Like, of course, I already stressed the quiet confidence, but just knowing in how you carry yourself says something mm -hmm. to men, you know, and that has to be determined by you, how you feel proud of carrying yourself, how you feel like you're representing your true and authentic self. That's important and that's valuable. And the hope is, is whoever that is in you will attract the type of man you want to be your husband, right? So always keep those things in mind. 
is is I should say are are the clothes that I am wearing are they attracting the type of husband mm. I want um are the events that I'm attending on, attracting like the type of husband I like that, that I want? Are the atmospheres that I'm finding myself in, the the positions that I'm finding myself in, are those atmospheres and positions that would attract the type of husband I want? And the other thing for me is I, I just always like to let um, singles that I encounter know that I felt God told me where mm -hmm. I would meet my husband. So to me, it's listening to the Lord and what he's unctioning you to do, where he's unctioning you to go. Because straight out of high school, I thought I was grown. I didn't think I needed the college thing. I'm like, ah, you know, my dad wants me to do it. So I'll go to junior college. And that was just a just to be doing something to please the parents. But I was working a full time job thinking it was time to be grown. Mm. But God kept telling me, no, you're going to meet your husband away at college. Why am I saying that story? Because even though it did not happen in the timing, we would have thought it would happen. And even though it did not happen in the place we mm. may have thought it would happen. God said, no, you need to go away to college. So he was trying to get me away from my current atmosphere, mm. my current situation, so I could meet some different kind of guys, yeah. the marrying type of guys, mm. right? And that's why I met my boo. Just want to encourage you too. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, when you think about a married woman or even okay. let's start off with engaged, okay. a woman that's engaged and she's like geeks, Cause you know, we're always geek like, ah, ah, this is about to be my boo. I'm about to marry you. It's going to be on. Yeah. I'm so excited. And that excitement is yes about the union, but mostly in yeah. the moment about the marriage, like the wedding the ceremony wedding. is what I want to say. The wedding ceremony. How can those women prepare themselves to be a wife for life? Um, it's recognizing, I think, personally, mm -hmm. I think it's recognizing... It's all male perspective, so yes, yeah, what you think. We yeah. want what well, you great. think. I think it's recognizing, it, yeah, it's got to be bigger than the marriage, mm -hmm. right? Or oh, the wedding. Me, it's got to be wedding, bigger than the wedding. Yeah. You know, you're preparing for a marriage, a lifelong marriage, not just a wedding day. Mm -hmm. um, and so if you are preparing for a lifelong wedding... It's recognizing what that looks like long term, right? Mm. I, I think it's I think it's so interesting. Um, I've known you know a few single women in my day when I was a young guy. Oh, and um, <laughs> you know I've been privy to some conversations yeah. about how some uh, ladies think, and you know they spend a lot of time um, doing the. I would say the things to get a prospective mm. spouse, fiance. Mm -hmm. um, but then once they get them, now it's like, okay, I ain't got to do that no more. Mm. And and it's not recognizing, no, no, you know, you want to continue to do those those things that you did in the beginning, uh, because that's that's go that's part of keeping the flame alive and the marriage and the relationship. Um, exciting, right? Yes. Um, and so being willing to have those conversations, like I remember uh, 
very clearly. Um, I was like, uh, when we started having children, what I gotta do <laughs> to make sure that you don't turn into a soccer mom. No offense to all the soccer mothers out there. Maybe some of you, that's kind of your passion. I didn't, I didn't want that. Well, what you know? it, explain to them what a soccer mom yeah. from your perspective yeah. looks like so they understand, you know, so they're trekking with you. Yeah. Uh, every day, uh, <laughs> baggy clothes, uh, a taxi for the kids, mm -hmm. uh, you know, that sort of deal. And that, that's, that's one side of it. Mm -hmm. And then the other side of it is um, when you do turn up, yeah. you know, and, and put yourself together, it's for everybody else but your spouse. You do it for the boss. Mm. You do it for your girls when you go out and kick it. Mm -hmm. But you forget about your husband that used to love when you, mm -hmm. you know, did all that. But now we're we not, we not getting that in. Okay. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's recognizing and understanding what it is that makes your husband different and mm -hmm. valuing that and making sure that that continues to be part of, um, I don't want to say it like this because that sounds bad, uh, but part of your overall rhythm. I think that's a much better word. Yeah. Um, to make sure that that doesn't get lost mm -hmm. in, the, in the chaos and the confusion and the craziness of life. Because it's real. Life is real. Yeah. Stuff shows up. Issues show up. You know, you got to go to work every day. Mm -hmm. And it's so easy. It's happened to us sometimes. And we got to make sure, hey, we got to step out of this. When the last time we've been on a date? When the last time we spent some quality time together, yeah, right? Not allowing life to kind of suck you in and just get into this kind of rhythm where nobody's paying attention to one another. Right. Nobody is feeding the other person. Yeah. Um, and, and so I just think that is so important, um, particularly for women that can kind of just kind of fall into the, you know, kids, work, and, you know, I just, you know, mm -hmm need some me time or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, and I hope what you guys are hearing is what I'm hearing too, which is maintaining your individuality. Because once you get married, yes, you're in this union, yes, you're a mom, but those things that um, made you, you, those things yeah. that uh, were self-care things that helped you maintain you. Those are all the things that he was attracted to. All of those things that made him say, I want to say I do. So you don't want to get so bogged down, so overwhelmed by uh, marriage, by uh, parenting, by work, that you neglect yourself and you neglect the relationship. And oftentimes, and in fact, it was one of the things, it was actually what I thought you were going to say. Um, it was one of the things that we discussed early yeah. in our marriage because we encountered a lot of people when we were engaged. And let me just tell you guys, people were not positive about yeah. marriage. I mean, there were so many people. You remember that? I do. That was telling us, don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. And we were like, uh-uh. Uh-uh, we are going to do it, and we are going to do it well. Forget what y'all talking about. So first of all, kudos Bam. to us for having that mindset, right? But then secondly, Ray said, and it's about to get real now, he was like, look, when I see some of these couples that are now parents and things like that, one, 
I feel like the wives don't treat their husbands nice anymore. It doesn't seem like they're still in love. Two, I don't think they have the sex. What I didn't do say that. I, I have to, to do? That. Yes. yes. Yeah. When that. you said what I got to do, yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, he's about to tell it. He's about to tell it. But I think that's important that yeah. they should know. What do I have to do to maintain our sex life and to maintain the love in our relationship? And that at the beginning of marriage, the fact that we had a uh, we had created a safe space for him to say those things because I should not penalize him if he desires sex more than me. That, that That's how he's wired. You know, we shouldn't penalize him for that. Just like he shouldn't penalize mm-hmm. me for wanting uh, feminine intimacy, which is outside of the bedroom mm-hmm. more than he does. Mm-hmm. So in effort to not penalize each other, we create a safe space where we could be raw and authentic and honest yeah. and just share, hey, what do I have to do so you keep giving me some? <laughs> <laughs> and... So therefore, I was able to say, listen, what I see is these women are are tired. They're tired. They're working. They're taking care of uh, babies and changing diapers and making dinner. And they're doing all these things. And as um, one of our favorite couples from one of our marriage conferences said, Pastor Meeks, women have two jobs. You know, they're going to work and then they're coming home Mm -hmm. and they're managing the family. And so if they're doing that alone and then your hope is that they're going to be have some energy left over for you in the bedroom, you know, that makes it a little difficult. So creating that safe space Mm -hmm. and um, maintaining your self-care. Man, those two things are phenomenal in creating longevity. It's huge because I know that that's one of your huge attributes. I tell you all the time what I what an amazing mother I think you are, what an amazing uh, wife and family person. You are all about family. And I had to learn sometimes to the detriment of your own individuality. Yes. And so recognizing that and understanding that in the conversations that we have, um, I had to jump in and be a good help meet to you and be like, all right, here, hey, we drawing a line right here. Yes. She is officially off duty. Children. Ooh. You understand? Bless me. She's going to the beauty salon. She's going to take a nap. She's going to go hang out with her friends. Things that are going to energize she's, her. She's going to the spa. She's going to the spa. She's going shopping. Yeah, that's... Uh, did, she, yeah, yes. Yeah, shopping. <laughs> Man. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> almost time for the interview to be over. Yeah, but but seriously, those things that energize her, which puts her in a position to uh, want to fulfill my needs and my desire, because my desire is to see her filled up. Yeah, and to add on to that list, and not necessarily comically this time. It was even when our children were young and we had three back to back, a time where he would let me go to a hotel and had 24 hours off. Like, yeah. I was like, thank you, God, because he worked out of town so much and I had the kids by myself. So I love that, too. Now, back to wife for life. Right. Now, we've been married for how long? Twenty six years. Wonderful. Glorious years. I know. Yeah, right. Yeah. Thirty years together. Thirty years together, and um, so I felt like at year ten, year ten, we went through this book. So um, I'm trying to think, were we chaplains at the time for the Bears? Had to be. Yeah. 
So we were chaplains for the bears and we always did for our couple study a devotional. So we were going through love and respect. Mm -hmm. And I remember going through the book, Love and Respect, and feeling like we have been together 14 years, married for 10 years. And this book is telling me I am being disrespectful yeah. to my husband. It wrecked me, y'all. It wrecked me. Because I'm like, that doesn't create longevity in your marriage. That's not wife for life behavior. And so I had to find out from him because in my mind, I thought what disrespect looked like mm -hmm. from a man's perspective, but I didn't. So tell me at, at year 10, let's talk to the people that have been married mm -hmm. for a minute. What does being a wife for life look like when we change and we evolve as human beings? And how do we stay connected and make sure that we're still being that for our husbands? Shout out to Emerson Egridge, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's the author of uh, Love and Respect. Yes. Um, you know, from my perspective, I think it looks like a couple of things. And you said one of them. Mm -hmm. And I love uh, the fact that you said it. It's number one, not penalizing the man for being a man. Mm -hmm. Not penalizing him for being different from you. Mm -hmm. um, this, this idea of, all right, um, so in our relationship, uh, my wife, now I know this is really hard for you guys <laughs> to... See. So you're about to tell on me right now. That's what I'm saying, no, right? No, not at all. I'm just <laughs> helping the people get okay. to know you in case they don't. Okay, okay. Um, she's extremely expressive. <laughs> very, very expressive, <laughs> right? So this is her happy place. Mm -hmm. yeah. Now, being in front of a camera and in front of people, I get energized by this as well. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't necessarily, and particularly... Um, younger in our in our relationship mm -hmm. i didn't do a very good job of really being able to tap into my feelings mm -hmm. my emotions mm -hmm. um what i was dealing with um and then um i didn't feel like there were times where when i did i was being heard yes and so um this idea of you talked about creating a safe safe space mm -hmm. um Men have to feel like, um, can I make a, a general, generaliz generalization? Sure, let's try would, it. Would you say that most women are emotional and, and most men are rational in their, in their thinking? I don't know. How, how, how would you answer that question? Um, well, you said most. Mm -hmm. So I like the word most versus all. Right. Right. Um, but yes, we do usually carry things more emotionally. That doesn't mean we lack logic. Some more than others, though. You know, right. some are more logical than emotional. But most women tend to be more emotional, yes. at least in my work and my the people who I've experienced working with. Yes. So having the, the ability to be able to say something that may trigger, you know, uh, a lady emotionally, have her, you know, kind of in her feelings versus, you know, being able to, you know, say to, you know, your spouse that's female and be like, hey, this is this is how I'm feeling. And I'm hoping that we can kind of, you know, work through this rationally mm -hmm. without, you know, having a bunch of fisticuffs you know, is, 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 you know, verbally that is, yes, yes. um, is, is a really big deal. And, and I struggled with that. Yeah. I struggled with that. 
Um, and so we, we had to work through that. Yeah, we did. Um, I had to work at a lot of it is what he's referring to as self work. I had to work at, um, especially if I asked him to share his feelings mm-hmm. and then taking it personally. Like we can't do that. We have to allow them to express their feelings and not take it personally, take it literally, process it properly and then dialogue about it, communicate through it, you yeah. know. And I didn't do that well when we were younger. So, I hope I've gotten better at that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think also um, there needs to be some education from the male perspective mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Um, and that's recognizing it, it self-work, huge, mm-hmm. very important. But then also a, mat- a, a maturing from the, from the male perspective and recognizing what we have in our lives. Mm. Um, and, and I just need to say this because I think this is important. I had to do some learning. Okay. And for me recognizing what a wife is and the value that she brings mm. to the space. Mm. Can you and say that to the, yeah. the camera right yeah, here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> recognizing what a wife is and the value that she brings to the space mm-hmm. um, and making sure that the wife knows um, that that value is there, like articulating that is huge. And so for me, sweetheart, you are my my Ezer Kneg Okay. Connect though. That's that's Hebrew. That's Hebrew. <laughs> For the producer, E Z E R K apostrophe lowercase N E G D O. Ezer Connecto. Okay. You know what that is? No. Tell us. It, you, you, you didn't learn that in, in no, okay. Uh, no. Ezer Connecto. Um when the first woman was created, mm. biblically speaking. Okay. Um, the Bible talks about how this woman is going to be a helper mm-hmm. for the man, right? Um, I think it's interesting. I hear, I see some of the singles right now. See, that's the problem right there. <laughs> talking about help. He need help picking up his socks. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about that type of a helper. But this type of a helper literally is a helper. Mm-hmm. It's super deep. You ready? It's super deep. Come with it. A helper that is um, a partner. Mm. Or a strong ally. Ooh. A partner or a strong ally. I like strong yeah. ally. Yeah. And so when you think about the allied forces, right? Mm-hmm. When I, in, in my mind, you know, I'm a, I, I'm, I'm a picture person. Uh-huh. And so I think about the U.S. We got allies. Mm. Or, or let's, let's bring it lower to like back in the day in the hood when you getting like got a bunch of people rolling up on you and you by yourself. Uh-huh. But then your crew see you in trouble. Yeah. And, they and, run your, out. and your allies show up. Yeah. Strong allies are those people that when they step in the space, mm-hmm. everybody look around like, oh, snap. Let me back up a little bit. Yeah. Because there's a value that this person brings when they're standing next to yeah. the person that they are in support of. Mm-hmm. And that's what a wife is. Mm. That strong ally. I like it. Sometimes we as husbands, we don't value the ally that God has put in our lives. Yeah. And, and, and I had to learn how to make sure that I was listening to, paying attention to, uh, giving pause to the strong ally that God put in my life. Yeah. And so uh, that's who you have been. Thank you. My entire relationship. Thank you, baby. And so uh, I want to say this to um, the, 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 the older wives um, that are watching this and maybe you felt like mm-hmm. there's been seasons 
in your relationship where your voice has not been heard or you mm. felt like you've been, you know, not valued as much. Um, create an opportunity um, to sit your husband down. Don't yell at him. Don't mm. fuss at him. He's not going to be able to hear that. Mm. But sit him down and not just share how you feel, but why you feel yeah. the way you feel. Cite examples. Here are some times where, you know, we talked about this. Um, and I tried to communicate it in a way where you can hear me. Maybe I didn't communicate it in a way that you could take it in and receive it, but look at the results of what happened. Now, I'm not dogging you for how this kind of fell off the rails, yeah. but I just want you to recognize what it is that I'm bringing to the table. Mm. And it wasn't until I really started leaning into um, the Ezer Connecto. Okay. That you I'm not going to try to repeat that. I just right. need y'all to know. Um, and the other part of that word, which I think is very, very significant, is it literally speaks to um, that, that word helper, mm -hmm. literally speaks to God-sized help. Awesome. What did God say? He said, um, I'm going to provide you a helper. Mm -hmm. Why? Because it's not good for, you to for a man alone. to be alone. This is yeah. significant because, and you know, we talk about this in our premarital stuff. Um, the first time God says something good in the Bible is in Genesis chapter 2, verse 18. Mm -hmm. Genesis chapter 1, he created the first day and the first night and it was good. He created the animals and the fuzzy things and it was good. Mm -hmm. He created the seas and the light and it was good. First time God says something not good mm. is when he talks about a man being by himself. All right. We need that perspective. We need your voice. We yeah. need what it is that you bring to the table. And so when you work on, uh -huh. you talk about the self-talk, right? but also creating a space where a man can hear what that is. Hopefully we can create some cohesion there. Okay, so I love that. And I hope ladies that you're getting what he's saying because he's talking about having a loving conversation, right? The one big takeaway that I'm getting from what Ray is saying, and this is for any stage of marriage, is the idea of communicating, communicating in love, mm -hmm. and sharing what you're experiencing with examples, but also sharing where you're coming from, sharing your heart. Because a lot of times when we confront our husbands, mm -hmm. they see it as conflict, right? Um, but actually when we confront them, it's really because we want to connect with them. We want to be those strong allies. And so we have to communicate in a way that they recognize that we're actually on the same team. That's right. In fact, we want to be on your team, coach. <laughs> we want to be your strong ally. So make sure that you're doing it from a loving heart and not an angry heart, not a disappointed heart, not a hurt heart, not a fearful heart, but a loving heart. Man, I feel like this was too short, right? <laughs> so I don't know about y'all, but I think we need to have him back again. Part two? Part two, baby. I'm That's what's up. It. If we could stand up, I'd chest bump you. That's right. So guys, I just want to thank you. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Wife for Life. Thank you, Ray, for coming and being a part, my, my boo. Pleasure. My pleasure. And guys, I am so excited. I hope not only do you listen to this, but you share it with your sister friends. And I am looking so forward to you hearing our future wives. Come on, guys, give me your feedback. Follow me on Instagram, Mrs. Ma'am. 
Follow us on TikTok, Mrs. Ma'am. Follow us on Facebook, Mrs. Ma'am. That's M-R-S-M-A-H-M. We're at Activating Intentional Marriages. This is the Wife for Life podcast. And until the next episode, happy loving.